0: This content contains podcast.
1: This adult this, this adult contains, contains podcast content. content. <laughs> adult content be advised. Enjoy the episode. And they ju- they literally look like someone has put LEDs on a hockey puck and stuck it to a teenage boy's chest. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. um Elsie asked me to start the show and then wasn't happy with the way that I started the show. Said, no, start like you started something, <laughs> had a go at me, deleted the first part of recording and made me start again. And isn't it a better starting? Yeah, because he gave me an anecdote. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Running low on those. Running low on
0: those. <laughs> How are you? no i am actually very good because um the brats episode went out today and i like the days when things go out how about you
1: Um uh, yeah not super. i'm free not too bad free of hair now had a wax had a wax why do these always we always seem to record my wax days <laughs> <laughs> my wax days yeah i don't know i don't know yeah i spent today doing my job with my high on in the background so how was that how did that work out for you it, all of it is on the right. I know that we're going to get into this, but I will uh-huh. be completely honest with you. I'm not really interested in past series two, and I remembered yeah. what I remember watching past it at the time. I, I definitely watched into like the second boy and girl <laughs> plus Rose, the, the, the middle ensemble, uh, Oscar and Carrie. Yes, Rose, Oscar, and Carrie. Um, I definitely watched them as they were airing. But they just never had the same charm oh, no. that the original three had. Who are only in two series together? It's ridiculous.
0: I have written this in the end of my notes to be like like miscellaneous section to be said at the end of the episode kind right. of note. But I'll I guess I'll just say it right up here at the top. Uh, when I look at all the other ensembles, I think that is like quite a good children's TV show that I'm vaguely familiar with. And when I look at the first cast. I think of it as being like that's my show yeah that's an
1: actual show yeah <laughs>
0: but that's because i was a kid but that's, it, that's
1: what started it i mean if if the first ensemble hadn't been so successful it wouldn't have run for as long as it ran for that's very and it true. wouldn't have it does you know ultimately become a different show and it wouldn't have if the first three hadn't been success so successful and lenny <laughs> and lenny <laughs> <laughs>
2: 21st century faces a new kind of threat. The old school spies have had their day and MI9 must create a new breed of skilled undercover agent. Hidden in a place no villain will think to look. Welcome to MI High.
0: So the idea of MI High was that of Keith Brumpton. He is a screenwriter um, of children's TV shows and apparently a successful one. So he was a Newcastle-born. So this is straight from his website, which is all sort of written in typewriter font. Oh, that's cute. Because yeah. <laughs> he's a writer. Um, exactly, he's a screenwriter. Um, he is a children's BAFTA winning screenwriter, series creator, showrunner, and developmental consultant for T V and film. So what's he done? He's done um Balamori.
1: Oh, we so, should do that. I'd not even thought about that one. Yeah, yeah. I've not thought about I I I was gonna say I'd not thought about Balmori in years, but I looked at, in the mirror yesterday, my hair had flicked out. So I literally thought about it Mr. yesterday. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: and he'd done 64 Zoolane
0: as well. I've never watched it.
1: Oh, really?
0: Yeah. It's an absolutely delightful show. It's charming as all fuck. Wow. Have you heard, you, you've heard the intro song yeah. though? Yeah, of it's course. The only of thing course I know about yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's, you know, he's a, a successful guy. Seasoned. He's seasoned. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. Oh, he also worked on Waterloo Road and the musical episode of CBBC's The Dumping Ground. I didn't even know it had really? a musical
1: episode. <laughs> Buffy's Well, Power. Tracy Beaker has a musical episode, doesn't it? So, ah, uh, that's right. It yeah, just, yeah, you yeah. Know, that makes sense. Which my um, boyfriend decided to—he was going to start watching some of those episodes of Tracy Beaker. Um, the Dumping Ground ones. Or the... The, the... the OG show. Oh, sure, yeah. Because started putting them on YouTube the other day. And you uh-huh. did put on the musical episode. And it's... It's fucking insane. I can't believe they aired that for kids. Yeah. Yeah, it's,
0: it's iconic. We are going to do Tracy
1: Beaker at some point. Well, we? of
0: course we are. But I... I mean, I said this to Arthur last episode... Is that I think Tracy Beaker will require more than one episode. Mm. It should it needs to be. own. It's, it's got own,
1: multiple spin offs and yeah,
0: the many bits different and bobs and
1: bits and bobs, you know?
0: Ages of Danny Harmer, you know. The yeah. different reincarnations. So yeah, it started in two thousand and nine. Um, and the series producer was kerry appleyard who revealed that the concept for the show came from the creator and writer keith brumpton and he had the idea that it would be a fun thing to do a kid spy show basically working on the idea that kids find it very hard to keep secrets that okay. was the, the idea but mi5 and mi6 did not want the production team to use their names in the television program
1: so what? <laughs> You've got to find another name. So
0: what they did was they said you can use MI nine because that used to be a department, but it doesn't exist anymore. Oh, huh. so yeah, MI nine is is real. I
1: thought they made it up. I MI9. I knew that it used to be real because I remembered looking it up at the time. Ah, okay. So do you know what it's for? Do you remember? No, I don't. And I, uh-huh. it, the thing is, <laughs> i actually, it actually won't have been at the time. Thinking about it now, it wouldn't have been the time that I looked it up, but. I think I said on a previous show that my mum, the serial binge-watcher who used to binge-watch Young Dracula, I'm pretty sure she also used to binge-watch this. Interesting. So <laughs> I I will have watched it in my later years and then looked it up. A my lot- later years?
0: <laughs> a lot of the people very close to you are avid watchers of media that's too young for them. You, what, are you and my mum on occasion? And your boyfriend.
1: It's, I wouldn't... Ah, oh, I was gonna say I wouldn't mm. call him an avid watcher, but
0: hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Mi9 was a World War Two um, department. It was in charge of
3: overseas, the
0: uh, like helping uh, people, people, uh, pilots who had been downed by the Nazis. It was all about sort of recovering prisoners of war and helping those. So yeah, it existed for a few years. Okay, yeah.
2: Daisy, you will go undercover as a reporter for the United Schools Gazette. Find out why he's behaving so aggressively.
1: We need a suspect profile. Personal history, family background. Thus, we'll need blood and DNA samples. DNA? Deoxyribonucleic acid? Nice building block. Yeah. Try and keep up, Lane.
4: How are you going to go undercover with such a big mouth?
1: At least I'm not just hired muscle.
4: You mean martial arts expert? Beats be an expert in makeup I'm H to'd be worth 10 of you
1: look guys who knows why mo9 chose us well, we're in this together it's our first mission we can't afford to mess up
2: have confidence rose you were all selected for your unique qualities scientific genius social chameleon martial arts expert ah I remember my first mission Brighton beach crack of dawn rubber dinghy me chuckers and ginger done after the nines we've come up with gadgets, Manager. oh yes sir. Uh, sorry
1: did you know that keith Brumpton um is a children's author as well i didn't know that yeah he's because uh, i was just looking him up so i was like why does his name sound so familiar and there's a um, he's done more than this i think but um there's a series of books called dino fc which is essentially what it's oh. like the dinosaur football club. <laughs> Do
3: you, and, um,
1: did I you ever read these? No, I've just heard. I don't know why I've seen or heard of them. Oh. I don't know if it's younger relatives or, but, but yeah. That sounds adorable. Uh, yeah. Of all, let's talk about current children's books for a second. Okay. Seems um, like you have something to say. <laughs> well, I think it's time that David Williams took a step down. Yeah. And, I'm gonna go one further. I think
0: that we should stop allowing celebrities to cash in on putting their names on children's books. Yes. I think it's lazy. Let write actual authors who know how to do it well, they should be given these these publishing contracts, right? Yeah. Because it, there's so many like comedy actors that are like making easy money off of writing mediocre children's books and marketing them on the one show,
1: you know? I know it's like, it's different if you go into, say, um, a bookshop, um, but if you go into, say, a supermarket and you look at their book section, it is David Williams, David Williams, David yeah. Williams, Captain Underpants, David Williams, J.K. Rowling. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I am sick, I mean, I don't read these books, but, I- and I'm not criticising any parents who may be on here who just want to give their make their kid read which is fair enough yeah sure and i think you know most of the time any reading is better than no reading yeah and i course. do zero fucking squat reading these days <laughs> but there are more books out there than just fucking david Williams's subpar shite
0: what you're making me think of is do you remember that um tiktok i sent you not that long ago which was like old grandma
1: poo's a bank <laughs> <laughs> Old you're going to have to tag him in it.
0: Because... I'm going to have to. <laughs> old
1: children's titles are like, Mr. What was it? Mr. Tittens tiny, tiny kittens. kittens. Uh, me, do you know what? Me and my boyfriend were quoting these in the car the other day because we think <laughs> they're so funny. But it occurred to me that all of the nice kids books that are like, if you haven't seen the TikTok, the kind of, the idea the hair is, the the lavender yeah, the field. Hair, and the idea is, this is what kids books like used to sound like the hair in the lavender field and this is what they this is what they're called now grandma Poo's who's a, a bank, bank. And I, <laughs> so to, let's drink. I said I said to, I said to my boyfriend why are all the nice kids books southern and why are all the naughty kids books northern i don't <laughs> i take <can't laughs> it like she's pointing her finger at me <laughs> i'm wagging my finger because <laughs> I think the TikTok is really... Uh, is, it is unbelievably funny. It is really, really funny. I'll put it in the show but notes. I take issue with the suggestion <laughs> that this is nicer to be Southern than it is to be Northern. <laughs> Simply nicer. It's like, oh, look at these civilised little Southern children and the horrible Northern cunts. What <laughs> was it? It was... Gra- oh, I just said a C fine. word on the air. Grandma
0: poo's a Bank... Let's drink piss and. Oh, fuck,
3: that's going to really annoy me. The llama and the frog. The hare in the lavender field. Mr. Timmons' tiny kittens. Grandma Poo the bunk. The boy with the massive bumhole. Let's drink piss.
0: So, you and I today have uh, spent most of our time watching. M I high episodes before so we've spoken about like i have the, also
1: done my actual paid job
0: sure and i've applied for jobs other than my paid job okay. um but before we talk about the content because we've already spoken about the creator i just want to hear your initial thoughts on the media you've been consuming today
1: well i wouldn't have continued consuming it if i wasn't enjoying it
0: and yeah you really did continue yeah what do it's you think like easy watching Is that it, or...? Kids telly tends to be easy watching, though. Were you filled with any sort of joy, or...?
1: I... I, I'll I'll be genuinely honest with you. I, I don't remember what other TV show I said this about, but I... I must have watched this an awful lot when it was, (laughs) when it was airing, because I was able to say the next, like, I knew what was coming next. Like, I was watching the episode with the kind of supercomputer that is like, that takes over the the school because of the rules. Do you know that one? Oh my god! And there's, there's the episode, and, um, You remember more of it than I do. Rose manages to pull the plug out of the socket and the computer powers down. But the the computer then powers up and it goes, I have stored enough electricity to last a thousand years. And I knew it was coming because (gasps) I've watched it so many... Like, I knew exactly what the next line was going to be. Some howl shit right there. Yeah, and it's happened loads of times because I was like, oh, I I actually have this memory in my head from somewhere Wow. and it's really weird for me because I don't actually remember that much of my childhood let alone the yeah. things I was watching on TV. And of all the things I expected I didn't think it was MI High that would be the thing that
0: you launched no, onto I, so I much. when I said I loved it, I absolutely loved wow. it. Should we talk about um just what it is? Like I don't think people need reminding but you know the the idea is Yeah. Well, he says it all in the introduction. Yes the 21st century faces, faces a, a new, new kind, kind of, threat. of threat. Old school spies have had their day and MI9 it's must create a new breed of skilled undercover agent.
1: Hidden in a place, in a place no, no p- villain will think to look. Think to look. Welcome <laughs> to, to, to MI High. Hi. And I did point out earlier that it, in the later series, this gets removed from the uh, intro credits. Yeah. And I said... Do you think the reason is because actually that is exactly where all the villains look because it happens almost (laughs) exclusively in the school? Yeah, it happens, yeah. (laughs) Um, So
0: the series one and two, you had Lenny played by actual Danny John Jules.
1: I am still just mind boggled at how they managed to get that man. Yeah. Because I, what I was saying to you earlier while I'd been w- rewatching bits of it was, and I, as it was airing, I wouldn't have noticed crossovers and the ca- cameos and stuff that you get from actual actors. Apart from Danny John Jules, because my parents introduced me to Red, Red Dwarf. Dwarf very young. Mm-hmm. So, um. They're the, that's the same man yes. <laughs> um but there is actually quite a lot of cameos yeah, and appearances really familiar faces from, from, from really quite some quite famous actors I mean yeah. um ruler uh, Leinster yeah and Kevin Eldon Kevin Eldon's in it, and you you're watching it and you're like the when you watch kids' TV and you see the actors and you think. Oh, you're you're a kids TV actor, or you don't see these people outside of, you know, kids TV. It, it feels rude to say, but it is. No, true. I know what you mean. And, but then you you watch this back and you're like, oh no, actual real, not re- Tony. I
0: know, I know what you mean. Tony Gardner's in it. Tony Gardner's in it? Tony Gardner's in it. When? In one of the... It, it was it was the later cast. It was the middle oh, okay. cast. So he played the Prime Minister in that.
1: Oh. And he really and has got a Prime th- Minister face. the guy face. that plays um, Oscar's dad. Mm. I can't remember his name. The Irish guy. He's in Happy Valley. I can't remember his name, though. The fit one. No?
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. No. I thought that in MI High, he was kind of fit.
1: Oh, yeah, I mean the thing is, they all kind of are because they're all wearing spy outfits, leather
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and
0: black eyeliner. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, you've got Danny John-Jules as like legend. Legend. I would love to meet that man. Yeah. So he was the um, handler of the three spy kids that went yeah, to the school. He
1: masquerades as like.
0: The caretaker. the caretaker of the So school. he puts on like a cockney accent when he's talking to the head teacher. Yeah.
2: Yes, Mr. Flatley. I think I've found that frozen pipe you was talking about. I'll have it fixed in no time, sir. After more
3: pressing matters.
1: And he's got a... He has a broom that he goes around with because you never see a caretaker (laughs) without a broom. (laughs) Or a tool case. And he flips the top of the broom handle off and there's a switch underneath (laughs) on it. And when he presses the switch the three agents the kids have got these like yellow pencils with the little pink rubbers on them and And the the pink rubbers rubbers flash flash. yeah (laughs) so to know that they've been summoned and when that happens they've got to get out of class Yeah, they have to fake an excuse to get out of the class and they're all in the same class for some every time every time for some reason three of them
0: put up their hands and then the uh, teacher. That's exactly the same time. Yeah, and, and the teacher three will excuses. go to Blaine first, and then Daisy, and then Rose. And Rose is the genius, but because she's always picked last, they, she's run out of excuses. And she, goes, and she goes, "I need to go to the toilet every time." Every time,
4: uh, Miss, I've got my community liaison session.
3: It's very thoughtful of you, Blaine.
4: Yeah, there's this OEP on my estate that I help out sometimes.
3: Well, that is marvelous. I do so enjoy the company of younger people. Right, off you go.
1: Daisy, are you all right? Sorry. Miss, can I be excused too? I've just got this awful migraine. Of
4: course, of course, you poor thing. Go see the nurse.
3: Now, um, sea cucumber. It's not you as well, is it, Rose? I uh, need the toilet. I thought you at least will be interested in the reproductive cycle of sea cucumbers. I am. I'll be right back.
0: So those kids are Daisy Rosenblaine Yes. The original the OG M.I. High trio kids. Yes. Aww. They are the best trio. They are. So the casting for that is that they sent out leaflets, like thousands of leaflets, all over to schools. Yeah. And it was read out in assembly at, um, the girl who plays Rose. It was read out in her school and she applied. She thought it would be fun and that they, they knew that she was going to be the right choice when she pointed out to the director or the writer or I don't know who, um, the full word for DNA. She noticed it had been spelled wrong. Really? And the, how cute is that? <laughs> how cute. That
1: is, um, swatty. <laughs> yeah. So
0: she's called, there's gonna be some mispronunciation here, but she's called Rachel um Petladwala. Petladwala, I would say. Yeah. yeah. Um there's not very much information about the guy who plays
1: Blaine. What's he called? Um Mustafa um Oglu. Oh, he's a uh, he's um Greek. Yeah, I thought so. Big born of Turkish origin. So yeah. I'm really sorry about your name, Mustafa.
0: Yeah, sorry. Um,
1: And then <laughs> Daisy, Bell, Bell Powley. Because she's the only one of them that I've actually seen in stuff since. That has gone on
0: to have a career. Yeah.
1: Well, Belle Powley was... She
0: was cast in the same way, but she went to Holland school, like famous private school. And her dad also was an actor. Oh, okay. So um, she seems to have... <laughs> more and better credits than him but she you know the casting people were like looking over a sea of kids that were all sat on the floor and she made eye contact with them and they thought oh she's got the confidence like she she, she does seems, so, doesn't she yeah 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 she's really really good I've, she is she's brilliant in everything i've she was in that um pete davidson movie recently I think I've only actually seen her in *Informer*, but she's in really she's really good in *Informer*. Yeah, and she is in a movie called *Diary of a Teenage Girl*. Yes, where yeah. she plays a fifteen-year-old, and there was like there was some controversy around that film because it was an eighteen, but ironically, people who were the same age as the character were too young to see it. So, because basically, she has a lot of sex with her mum's boyfriend, played by Alexander Skarsgård. In that film.
1: Why do the Skarsgård brothers always seem to. multiply? No, just play these sort of (laughs) weird, horrible CD CD
0: characters. But everyone in it is fantastic, and there's not that much of it I remember. I just remember really enjoying it. And there's a scene where she's on her own in her bedroom, having taken acid, and she sprouts like hand drawn. A lot of the film is like hand drawn because it's based on a graphic novel. That's cute. Yeah, she sprouts hand drawn wings and she flies and then it's like a close up on her face and she just whispers I knew it. Aww. And I know it Aww, isn't that so, so cute. cute. Um and she's engaged to Douglas Booth. Who's
1: who
0: that? You definitely know who Douglas Booth is. Yeah, I
1: recognise the name, I just can't picture his face. Oh, him. Yeah. one The one that everyone thinks is really attractive, and I actually think he's a bit funny looking.
0: Yeah, the two of them would be like a really glamorous, really attractive couple. Did they meet?
1: Because they were both in Mary Shelley, weren't they? Yes, that's where they met, yeah. yeah. But they both
0: kind of look like 13-year-old girls still. Do you know what the
1: first thing I saw him in was?
0: Was it worried about the boy? (laughs) No. Because that's was, the first thing I saw. Him. It was Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> He's got such a Jane Austen face. Yeah, he does.
1: And he so does
0: she, actually.
1: Yeah, they both. She's in Mary Shelley. Look, isn't she?
0: kind of like like woodland creature, like big eyes, perfect yeah. features, like yeah. It it looks like you'd find them, like, under a toadstool or something, like, as a couple. <laughs> she
1: looks very small as well, like,
0: yeah. little. She's, yeah, tiny. I was looking at, you know, she's a little bit Sarah Michelle Geller, actually. She, yeah, she is. I've only just thought about that now. Also, yeah. listeners, um, you, uh, as a pure numbers game, you probably don't know her, but you know my friend Shan. Mm-hmm. Do you think they look quite similar as well? Yeah, I can yeah. see it. Everyone says that she always looks like Belle Powley. So I I googled the school that she went to because it's got a very very long Wikipedia page full of famous names. Okay. Um I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because it's not what we're here to discuss and we've already gone on a million tangents, but it doesn't... And it's not
1: good to advertise that you stalk people's old schools. No, it's internet. well it's
0: it's one of those big famous schools. Um, If you actually read up on it, there's a lot of stuff that makes it look really bad, oh. <laughs> like
1: bad, uh, historically bad. Ofsted thing. This is why like, it's good to go to a school that doesn't have a really long Wikipedia page because, at yeah, least it's not full of ba- full of bad stuff.
0: Yeah, like toxic work environment for staff as late as 2019 complaints, like you know, it's <laughs> that that kind of thing. But um Douglas Booth also is a bit of like a Robert Pattinson type, like posh, yeah, they don't privately look educated. Un-
1: They don't look dissimilar.
0: Yeah. Both of them are a little bit Jack Whitehall, but it's fine because they seem likeable.
1: (laughs) (laughs) When I asked Roger Powell about the freaky weather, he couldn't have been more nervous. He must be hiding something. Here's the plan. Lane, our first objective is to find Powell's office. Daisy, your job will be to keep Powell busy. Do not let him get past you. We're all in serious trouble. Hey, Mr Powell, um... Didn't your assistant used to be a weather girl? That should give me and Blaine enough time to retrieve evidence of any secret projects. Um, did you have a crush on Blaine? No. I literally was thinking this as I was watching it. I thought, and I wasn't... I want to say that I wasn't trying to make myself fancy these kids. <laughs> right. But I, what I was thinking to myself was, did I fancy one of these when I was that age? And categorically, the answer is no, I didn't fancy any of them. And I, I, the first episode I watched was the one with the, the American quote unquote CIA agent. Yeah, yeah. Who is, I couldn't actually, I hadn't remembered the episode, but I, thought I wasn't... He was so obviously... Why in kids' shows are the evil characters so obviously evil, right, from the beginning? He was you got to paint in primary colours. But I was like, why is this kid bullying Blaine? Like, I really like Blaine. He's clearly got no self-confidence. Why is this kid coming in and bullying him? And I actually even wrote something down from this episode where they're looking for the right briefcase and, um chad his name is Uh uh-huh says time for some la magic Uh and pulls something out of his pocket which (laughs) look it's like um it's a pencil sharpener which is like an x-ray device is looking in the brief these these swapped briefcases but the line time for some la magic like I, I was aware that it was a kid show, but I fully expected him to pull a blunt out of his pocket. <laughs> I was like, did they not think about this when they wrote that line? Well, maybe they did. Oh. oh, Chad. Hey, dude,
3: what's up?
4: Yeah, everything's cool, Miss T. Everyone's being great. Especially Daisy. She said she'd come and visit me when I get back to LA. Oh, oh and, and Blaine...
2: I had a dog called Blaine. Dumbest mutt ever. Why? Well, if I can continue, this week you'll be working alongside an officer from outside MI9. I take it you're all familiar with the American Central Intelligence Agency. We're going to work with the CIA. They're like the coolest spies ever. Hang on. How old is this officer? Team, I'd like you to meet CIA Officer Turner. Hey, dudes, what's up? Chad! Officer Turner... Over
0: to you. I I bring it up because I I did not fancy Blaine, but I know that a lot of people did. Like, I, can, I can I can see it. Like I have a lot of friends that were like, oh, I used to really fancy Blaine. Like I just remember that. You know what? I I watch.
3: I sorry, Mustafa.
0: Sorry, Mustafa. <laughs> and he also was not the best of the best actor of the group. He was like the two girls were like very competent saying the lines. Like I don't know. Blaine was kind of like... You could tell that he was just a very normal kid that happened to get this part. Like, he was really charming. I enjoy watching him because, like, he's
1: not the best actor in the world, but there's something really grounded about him. Yeah. Like, he's consistent. He's not the best actor, but he is fairly consistent with what he's doing. Yeah, I did not find that with Oscar. I actually really, really dislike his performance. So let's... (laughs) Shall we move on to cast number two? Which is Rose. Rose stays the same. And then um, Daisy disappears and you get Carrie. Uh And Blaine disappears and you get Oscar. And Oscar's a bit different and sort of his character changes the show somewhat because he Mm -hmm. has, like, links. He's not just a kid who's been selected to do this. Yes, in... Series 3, 4, and
0: 5, which is the middle ensemble. Oh, Lenny's been replaced as well yes. um, by Frank London. Yeah. Um, Frank London is their new handler.
1: He's a bit of a dilf as well. He
0: is a bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And he's got more of a relationship with the kids as well because he's... he's yeah, but he's not...
1: You, there's more spy content in series. There is more spy content, but with the replacement of Daisy and Blaine and um Lenny, you lose a lot of the humour element from the show. I don't think the series of three is as bad, but definitely as you're getting four and five, it's not as funny. It's a lot darker and a lot yeah. more like the stakes are raised. Well, the, Yeah, the reason
0: it's darker is because like, Oscar's mum is in the enemy um, organisation Skull, yeah, which is like super criminal uh, something something, <laughs> um, <laughs> criminal with a K. Range
4: incredibly. Powerful. I'm sorry. Poor power unit moved to a more comfortable cell. Are you kidding me, Oscar? Look, I've spoken with your mother, and she's promised to behave herself and do her time. I've spoken to my mum. Yes. After everything she's put me through, Oscar, please. What's important right now is that stolen data disk, which we'd have if we did things my way. That fence was electrified. This is because my mum was for Scar. You've never trusted me. I know Agent that. Cole, either control yourself or I suggest you remove yourself from duty.
0: And his dad is, like, presumed missing in action. Like, so there's more interaction from, like, the higher-ups, at actual mi 9 So you see, like, a lot more of their bosses, and they're always, like... Threatening to shut down the MI High Division because Oscar's
1: just too volatile. And yeah, he is. He's, re- he's a real loose canon as well. Yeah. And he—he he, so many things nearly go wrong because of him making snap decisions by himself. And he doesn't have the appearance of someone who should have as much of a temper problem that he does. There's like, something a bit Jamie Campbell-Boer about him. Yeah, he's quite tall. Blonde. Blo- he's like the tall, blonde, skinny version of Dark and Mysterious, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> he's like... He's quite elusive and quite mysterious. Lots of white boy angst. And yeah, he's very angsty and it's really frustrating because he ruins so much for everybody.
4: Frank, <laughs> we've got a problem. Agent Cole, MI9 has a code of conduct. No agent is to put themselves in danger unless someone else's life is at risk. I know, but they're getting away with the
3: data. It's just like his mother, he's always got to break the rules.
4: My decision is final, Agent Cole. You are not to jump. Do you hear me? You are not to jump that fence.
0: <laughs> yeah, so like. So, MI High is like. There's a mission every episode, and it takes place in and around the school. So, like, there's. Uh, a band that's doing a concert at the school and their music is hypnotising people and the guys have to, like, find a way to stop it or yeah. the Prime Minister is visiting the school but he's actually a robot and they have to find a way to stop it. Like, lots of things are happening in and around the school. Part of the... um Part of the difficulty of their job is, like, getting away from their classes or tricking their friends into thinking they're somewhere else or whatever.
2: MI9 are afraid he may be about to invade Europe, launching us into World War III. But why would he do that? That's what we want you to find out. I've pulled a few strings,
3: and the PM will be visiting St. Hope's later today. And he's coming to present the annual Brave Kids Awards for kids who've done something, um, (laughs) especially brave or kind... Now, the ceremony is being held here because one of our pupils has um, won the top prize.
0: Then in series three, four and five, because they're going deeper on the law and like Oscar's parents and the past and even Frank like has a sort of past romance with one of his bosses, which they explore as well. They spend way less time at the school. So like the school becomes like this goofy side plot that isn't really like they they just get more and more distant from each other which is kind of difficult when you get like there's episodes in series five where like they mostly take place not in the school at all it's like bookended yeah and especially when the stakes are getting higher and higher the production is getting way more like yeah higher budget you can tell the actors are a little bit more grown-up. They've probably had credits in acting before. You've got, like, moments where you're like, oh, my God, are they actually going to die
4: here?
3: We haven't got a choice. Self-destructed fortunes.
4: I'm not leaving you here. We've only just... It's not fair.
1: Oscar, if you go in there, you'll die.
3: If I don't, I'll never be able to live with myself. Ugh!
0: So then you cut to the villains and they're
1: still like these goofy like Yeah, you've got the main villain of the, the kind of running villain in the show, <laughs> the Grand Master yes. who is exactly as you would imagine him you see him mostly through a computer screen his face is darkened out but he's wearing like some kind of indian um, robe or yeah extravagant <laughs> smoking jacket or something <laughs> yeah. and he is holding a white rabbit that he's a is stroking thing called general flopsy yes
2: oh don't worry if it's revenge you're after you won't be disappointed will she general flopsy <laughs>
1: And so, yeah, it really contradicts the tone that the show is taking because they don't do away with the Grandmaster. It's like Hogwarts being called Hogwarts when you're in book seven. Yeah. So that is
0: one of the reasons I prefer the earlier ones. And then when you... I didn't watch any, but from what I can tell, in seasons six and seven, which still have Frank and um, a completely different cast of kids, um, they... Uh, more close to the original series, ah. whereas it takes place in and around the school, and it doesn't have too much of the kind of MI nine lore and history and all that kind of stuff.
1: I get the sense that the reason, or one of the reasons that they chose to go in that direction with Oscar, was so you've got the first three ch- kids, and you've got Rose, who is the kind of stereotype. She's smart. She's stereotypically smart. Yes, and She's the geek. She, well, I, I think the thing is, she plays the geek, but she, they are all playing their own parts. Yes. So she plays the geek, where really she's the genius, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Daisy kind of plays the airhead. The mean girl. The mean girl. The head of the mean girls. Where, where in actual fact, she's, Really competent. She's really yeah. good at what she does. In fact, I think arguably she is the most well rounded. She's definitely the best actor of the three.
0: But, but her then you've got. And Rose have a little bit of a. They're not really friends in real life.
1: Well, some people care about more than how they look. Yeah, you, obviously. <laughs> I'm glad <laughs> you three found each other. At least we know why you're in that group.
0: but then they have to get along when they're on a mission together.
1: I... Okay, let's talk about that separately because I was in the middle of something, but I actually have something to say about it. Sorry, go on. (laughs) Um, And then you have Blaine, who is kind of a bit sporty you don't really know he's, he's a, yeah he, he's, he's a bit of a misfit to be honest because his mate Stuart <laughs> who I Stuart actually Critchley. i loved Stuart. yeah me too he's a bit kind of an out of an outsider a bit of a he's a conspiracy theorist i would say that if
0: he walks around with like a metal hat radio club be there this is so stupid i don't
3: think i'll make it you know i
4: told you about the aliens coming in army but i think can intercepted some of their signals i can't make it but this is huge. I thought we were mates. We are. So what's gotten into you these days? You've got more secrets than the CIA. I know what you mean. Look, we've mates since we were six. You can tell when you're lying.
1: If Daisy is, like, the popular one, I think Rose and Blaine are basically on level pegging in that school in terms of, like, yeah, the I social so. construct of the school. Yeah. What I was going to... And, and the reason that I feel like they gave Oscar that kind of storyline was because you had rose who's the genius you have carrie who is like she's the sporty one and she's really competent and she's really good carrie as in oh you're talking about
0: cast two cast two okay yes yeah
1: with oscar you you the same thing would have happened you would have had a character who didn't have anything if he yeah he would have just been the boy one you're right And well daisy's, both times he would have just been the boy one daisy's
0: thing also was that he she was really good at disguises and going undercover
1: yeah and also oscar is as well he's oscar gets in disguise a lot what i was going to say about daisy and rose i have interpreted interpreted this entirely differently okay i think they are really good friends and i think that i think it is it it was a good move on the show that like they sh- they've kind of shown a ve- very exaggerated version of what school is but in school you do have cliques yeah not everyone is part of a clique but like and they're not to the extent that the show the show kind of portrays it but they are real yeah and i think it does a really really good job of showing kind of friendships across because they are Me all too. friends yeah 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 and they're not the thing is even when they're in school and they're not kind of in the spy lair and they kind of they don't pretend not to be friends and that's they don't the pretend same not same with all of the cliques
0: yeah they they all mix like you've got the different stereotypes of the different friendship groups yeah but there's no and 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 i'm an- i'm an- an- what animosity you? thank you and there's, no, there's no like and they're da- all talking. there's no
1: dangerous animosity there's kind no. of there's kind of a bit of like you know an off word here or there or like a bit of a joke but like even when you know D- daisy's got these two kind of henchwomen with her yeah and like sometimes they'll pass rose and one of the other girls will say something about rose and daisy will say something just to fit in she yeah. doesn't actually mean it and i think and I could even I could tell that as a child. Yeah. And I think the show does a really good job of that because because otherwise you, you're actually kind of you're playing, like, dangerous games because you're going to make kids actually think that that's an okay way to behave. And also, that's that's
0: just the way that people operate in real life. Yeah. And I really like... I mean, they've got a very limited cast. Like, it's a class of, like, six different kids. Well, no,
1: you say you've got a limited cast, but you actually have. There's way more people in it than I thought, than I remember there being. So in cast one and cast two, there's
0: the stock character of kind of like the uh they're kind they kind of walk between class clown and male bully yeah so he's my favorite as well in in series one and sorry in in ensemble one you've got 50 pence yeah who was a white kid who wears like a tracksuit like he's like M&M he's like he, he kind of but he speaks in a kind of M- MLE accent um like a sort of london black Is that accent East london yeah, yeah. It's, and so he's kind
1: of a bully but he's also kind of like there's the episode where the army come and they're doing this kind of assault <laughs> course i remember that yeah and the male class clown slash bully 50 pence stewart and um <laughs> daisy's two hench women get put in a group together to I do this that. to do yeah. this assault and course and they all get on really and well, on really well. Oh. and actually one of the one of the hench women say something nasty to stewart and um the bully tells them off for doing oh! it and he actually like one of the when uh, the army like leader the army lady that they've brought in to do a little brought, yeah yeah she has an epiphany because of something that
0: the bully says i remember she tells her superior to bog off
1: yeah, because she tells them to look out for themselves or something, and he turns around and says, "What about looking out for the people you care about, or some, oh your friends, or, or something?" don't yeah. quote me. That's not a quote, but I did watch it today. Yeah, and, and he and she, you know, second, you know, changes her mind on everything that's going on, and essentially the day is saved because he says that line yeah. to her.
4: We'll never get through there. We need to use a plank.
1: What you? <laughs>
4: hey, the geek is trying to speak. Listen to him. We need to use one of the planks and put it in vertically. That will stretch the elastic and make a gap big enough to get
3: through. You! You just gonna lie there and do nothing!
4: The army's about having the guts to stand up for yourself! What about standing up for others? Good job you're a skinny little puppet. (laughs)
0: there's somewhere i should be and in ensemble two you've got you you kind of lose the mean girls the mean girls are gone in ensemble two and also stewart is gone Mm. i know um because i it was always like i kind of i thought implied that daisy and blaine were older because they left school first but they didn't because they were all in the same class
1: i thought it was just implied that Rose stayed on for sixth form and they weren't smart enough. To <laughs>
0: <say>. <laughs> well no they they were in official um MI high law they were they went off to a different division to oh, stu- okay. carry on studying being spies um and Rose stayed on at the school. So you've got 50 Pence's counterpart in Ensemble 2 is called Scoop Doggy. Yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got, he's like a white boy with a posse. Yeah. And he has like a Cruella de Vil fluffy white coat yeah, and le- a matching, a matching fluffy white bucket hat. So, you know, <laughs>
1: basically, chains. basically, if the first ensemble cast's um, bully is Eminem, the second yeah. one is Macklemore. <laughs>
0: yeah well and um, 50 pence also even though it was 2009 carried around like a boom box on his yeah, shoulder yeah. like, i don't know what they were trying to do but anyway you have these like you really
1: were catching the end of the generation who
0: were gonna get that joke I, as well
1: I, yeah yeah like this
0: is something for the pair scoop doggy says something in the, basically, there's one bit that I remember very specifically, but I don't remember the context for it. He's trying to get out of doing something in school, okay. and he gives a letter to Mrs. King, who is the the one teacher at the school. Um, yeah, in because ensemble the teachers too.
1: change as well. Don't yeah, they, in, in Ensemble
0: the... One, you've got uh, Mrs. Uh, Miss, Templeman, Miss Templeman, who yeah. fancies Lenny to hilarious um, effect.
4: Wait! Stop! Open your boot! I'm not joking. Oh, uh, uh,
2: don't worry, I noticed it too. Uh, smoke coming out of your boot, mate.
3: Really? Oh, look. Let me have a look. Uh, uh, uh. Well, it seems okay, but smoke can waft back in. So, uh, dodgy carburettor or a scorched gasket, possibly. Uh, oh,
1: <laughs> mechanics little bit of a hobby. Really? I really like Miss Templeman.
0: Oh, she's lovely. Legend. She is so nice. The way she suffers Mr. Flatley in his hijinks. The way
1: that she's walking down a corridor with a load of books and files and Blaine comes comes sprinting past her, smashes into her, knocks everything to the ground, gets up and carries on running and all she does is go, Blaine! She's so nice. Like, she asks Rose to do something. That's a detention offence, in my opinion. Yeah, Rose does
0: something and she's like
1: oh thank you rose Rose. i hope
0: you didn't spend all day on it though like she's just so nice yeah she is the kids are so desperate for new computers i know we're strapped for cash but about the parents fund
3: ah no sadly due to the activities of a corrupt few parents committee fund is actually in the red at the moment
1: we
3: owe them two thousand quid. Yes, uh, but worry not, Mister Flatley has a plan.
1: But
0: Missus King, in Ensemble Two, is like very sort of straight-lace, like matronly, like she doesn't suffer fools. Mister um, Flatley, the head teacher, is scared of her.
1: Yeah, and she's trying to get rid of him as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, yeah,
0: she's trying to get him fired. Um, I do think, so in series six and seven, the school isn't St. Hopes anymore. The school is called St. Hearts. Oh. So they've moved to a different school, but Mr. Flatley is still the head teacher there. Okay. And the idea is that MI9 have maneuvered this. So, like, he has a job because of Mi9. Okay. They need a fool to be in charge. Mr. Flatley, played by Chris Stanton, is the only person that is in every single.
1: I know. I looked up yeah. I looked looked it up on IMDb. And I was like, "How are you in what like eighty seven episodes of this?" So you'll know also that he
0: died in twenty twenty. I didn't. Yeah, he died in March twenty twenty of um, one of the non smoking varieties of lung cancer.
1: Hmm. I know. This is taken. Um, I found this 10. out
0: today. I'm 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 sorry that I have to tell you. I thought you knew that from your research today. No, I'm sorry. I looked on IMDb. Yeah. That's as far as I got. I'm really sorry. You I, will be. I was very sorry to find that out as well. R.I.P. Chris. Yeah. <sighs> he was very good in it. He was very funny.
1: Chris Danton would have loved this.
0: <laughs> Chris Chris would have loved
1: this. Mr. Flatley. I asked to see the school records two months ago. Why have you
3: filled
4: my desk with waste paper?
3: Oh, uh, this isn't waste paper. It's our filing system. I invented it, actually. It's uh, rather brilliant, even if I do say so myself. Uh, But this is chaos. No, 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 no. It's all perfectly logical. Each child has a nickname to help me remember who they are. And each file is arranged alphabetically according to those nicknames. For example... Robbie Small is filed under C for cake.
4: Why cake?
3: That's easy. Small plays for the football team. Footballers get yellow cards. Yellow cards aren't as nice as birthday cards, and if it's your birthday, you'll want some... cake the whole school's administrative system is based on
0: this but yes so scoop doggy as i was saying is yeah. trying to get out of something he gives a letter to mrs king the idea is that it's a letter from his mum that he's written it he's written himself yeah. and she reads out um Scoop. <laughs> Scoop doggy cannot <laughs> attend. Um, he is well sick. Not sick as in good, sick as in yacking it up big time.
4: I don't care if it's the last day on earth. No one is going home early. Well, I've got a bad stomach. Bad throat. Bad hair. I miss, 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 wait, wait, wait. I've got a note from my mum. Timothy is well sick. In it. And not sick as in good, but sick as in yakking it up big time. <laughs> and since
0: two thousand and eleven, <laughs> me and my brother and sister have referred to being sick yacking as yakking it up big, big time. time. <laughs>
1: said this in front of you but it's been part of my vocabulary for she, a decade. she just rips it in half because <laughs> you made me watch this one as well today yeah and she just rips it in half sighs and walks off and, uh, you, you see the look in Scoop Doggy's eyes, cause he, <laughs> cause he thought he'd done a well good job on it as well. Aww. So I felt really bad for him, but I was, it, it took me back to my school days. And I thought of all the times I, uh, falsified documentation <laughs> from my, of all, of all the, I thought of all the times I falsified documentation from my mum. I was going to say mum and dad, but my dad's signature is too hard to, to fake right but my mum's is a lot more like my own so i faked my mum's signature a lot to get out of pe (laughs) and um I i wouldn't like i don't think i ever did anything as bad as like writing a full note i thought how many times do you think the teachers actually knew or did Mm -hmm. i do did i do a good job of the You know the the falsification, and they didn't know, or did they? they Were just not asked enough to pull me because they emailed them. They were never going to go. Oh, you fake this! And if I go, yeah, but every single one of these has been faked So you don't know what my mum's signature actually looks like. (laughs) 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 Did you have Uh, one of those journals in school planners that you had to get signed signed every week? Yeah, Yeah. what a ball eh? And the
0: teachers hated it too. They hated checking it. What a yeah, waste of time. So. Moving on from the school cast of characters, yeah. Um, I was going to talk about the grandmaster, but but we've not really got onto villains yet. I, <laughs> I still and I've just remembered that I want to talk more about Lenny. His hair—he's
1: got the hair of a cartoon character. It's majestic. Yeah, it's it like is. you know,
0: in I, the IT crowd where yes. Moss has an afro with a side parting. Yes, yeah, his that. is that, but more extreme, and yeah. it looks amazing.
1: It's not exactly. um inconspicuous though is it which is what you would want really from a spy well he flattens it all
0: down with a beanie when he's playing
1: i never really got the uh, the idea that the secret lair in the school is accessible by the elevator um, shaft i know the caretaker's cupboard the caretaker's cupboard which turns into an elevator shaft if you pull a mop in a bucket and (laughs) a green light on a paint Can flashes. Yes, a a a downward arrow. Yeah, and they on the journey down to the lair, which seems quite fucking far underground. Probably so none of of the lair electronics um, interfere (laughs) interfere with the school's electronics. (laughs) But on the way down they're transformed in the elevator and they're no longer like wearing Batman their, and Robin style. Yeah, they're no longer wearing their school uniforms. They're wearing these pleather outfits and yeah. they've got makeup on. And, and you know, ensemble in one... The, in the um, lair, Rose doesn't need glasses anymore. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and their hair's different. In fact,
0: Blaine's got... hair is like... Her, do, do you notice how it's like... Yeah dead straight at the front and really weird and messy at the back. It was a weird haircut Yeah, because they had. put they put some hair
1: gel in it. That's yeah, it was did. just weird. Yeah, because when Osc- Oscar's got quite curly, like, blonde hair, but when he's in the lair, it's straight and yeah. combed behind his ears. But I never saw the point in that. I was like, what's the point in getting all ready and nice and no one else seeing you? And Ensemble <laughs> 1 compared to Ensemble
0: 2 their spy outfits it's like the difference between adam west batman and christian bale Batman. like the first ones it's like black pleather but with like silver panels and in series two they just look quite normal yeah
1: they're like oh um rose's pencil dresses are actually not that practical for running yeah
0: yeah (laughs) they were all field agents but they were also like all very clever yeah so, remember we were talking about Oscar and his volatility and like the darker middle seasons yeah. where he was sort of. Do you remember the episode he was. The very last episode of that cast in particular. Yes. He he wants to find his dad or find out more information about his dad or whatever. But I
1: point out that neither of his parents look anything like him. So yeah. if that is definitely his mum, then that definitely isn't his dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so
0: he like infiltrates skull and he's going rogue and everyone's really annoyed about it. And you've got Carrie and Rose, these two extremely responsible very competent women of color just chasing after this angsty white boy so yeah. they can keep their jobs <laughs> and then they go into his childhood bedroom where his um foster family uh, they track track them down and they, they go to his childhood bedroom and it's like a mix between patrick bateman and like you know the charlie day always sunny mean where he's yeah. got like the red string the conspiracy yeah but yeah they they were those episodes were good like i i was sort of thinking oh god i hope they don't die i hope this all turns out well like i was kind of invested but they just don't have the same the kind of whimsy you're gonna say quoi that exactly the first series have yeah it's just cut cut its budget cut the uh, amount of locations available to them and it'll be better. It
1: also seems like the difference between Frank and Lenny, really, like, Fra- um, Lenny, sorry, he is, it's like he is aware that there is a certain level of ridiculous to camp. the job that he has, camp, and he's a bit kind of eye-rolly after these kids, yeah. but he doesn't, he likes his job and that's fine. Whereas Frank is like so, He he's got, Frank, Frank arguably is more camp than Lenny because he wears all those like, shirts and <laughs> He takes shit. it quite seriously. <laughs> but Frank takes it so seriously. Yeah. He's, he, he's such a square.
4: The 21st century faces a new kind of threat. Old school spies have had their day and MI9 must create a new breed of skilled undercover agent.
1: Yeah. Whereas, like, Lenny would let you bunk the day off because he's yeah. like, yeah, at the end of the day, you're a kid. <laughs> Actually. Whereas Frank is like, the world rests on you. The
0: episode, the episode with Tony Gardner playing the Prime Minister, yeah. basically in, I watched a little bit of this episode and I didn't finish it because I wanted to go back and watch the earlier ones, but basically he, Skull has announced that they're no longer a criminal organisation and they're gonna, um, make amends they're going to pay like reparations whatever and the grandmaster is now um campaigning to be prime minister yeah but what's about the grandmaster
3: he's here
2: signing a peace treaty what, what? the prime minister is correct Skull is no longer a criminal organization i'm going straight and for abandoning crime the grandmaster is receiving a full pardon
1: Uh, You can't just send him off. What about everything he's done?
3: Skull will make amends for every crime carried out in our name.
0: And Rose and Oscar and Carrie are like no, and Mi9 is like no, and Frank is like, well, I'm sorry, but that's what a democracy is, and I'm not going to have any part in this. And it's it's not okay that like he does this whole big speech. I'll probably play it.
4: Ah, hello Rose.
1: I don't understand why you're doing this. Don't you want to stop him becoming Prime Minister?
4: I've lost members of my family in the fight against Skull. Do you think I like doing nothing while they try and take over the country? Then why? Because in a free country, the Secret Service doesn't run the government. If we influence this election and wants to stop us influencing the next and then the next, we may as well get rid of elections altogether and run the country ourselves.
1: But this is the Grand Master we're talking about. He stole 2,000-year-old biological weapons. He tried to create a new age. He even tried to blow up the moon. He's a criminal. No, he was
4: pardoned. If he breaks the law again, I'll be the first to act. But until he does, he's got the same rights as everyone else.
1: Please don't resign over this.
4: I'm not resigning. I'm merely taking a few days' leave from MI9. And as a private citizen, going to help the Prime Minister's campaign. No dirty tricks, no smear campaigns, just honestly talking to people about the issues. Good luck. You'll excuse me if I don't wish you the same
1: he's brexit is brexit <laughs> <laughs> right like and in that, that
0: episode is so funny Things because can't change. so much of like you get outside broadcasts in shows like spy shows where you've got like a news broadcast and they've got someone like clive myrie or something like yeah. pretending that like aliens have invaded you
1: get the same thing in mi Clive myrie would do that
0: I don't know. He probably has, like (laughs) Doctor Who or something. I don't know. Susanna um,
1: Reid's definitely... Susanna Reid, yes. Yes, yes, yes. For sure.
0: Yeah, Yeah, Clive Myrie, he's too much of a professional, isn't he?
1: Yeah, I mean... Jon Snow would do it. They sent him to Ukraine, so... Yeah.
0: But yeah, in MI High, they use Newsround. Yes, they do. Which, at the time... I really appreciate. Like it put me lo- in the world. I
1: loved Newsround.
0: Yeah, at the time I was like, it really put me in the world of Mi High. And then, as an adult, I watch it and I'm like, that is so silly. I'm sorry, Mi Nine is not getting their news from Newsround.
1: <laughs> They're not putting out a call in that there's a disease going around only white rabbits. <laughs> and getting every white rabbit into vets throughout the country through news rounds. Yeah, so there's an episode where, like,
0: because the Grandmaster loves his rabbits so much, they try and catch him by um, reporting a fake illness for just white rabbits.
4: Okay, so just to reiterate that message, if it twitches... Bring it in. Nice work, Carrie. All rabbits have twitching noses, so identifying that as the main symptom means we get to see every white rabbit in the country. Including, hopefully, General
1: Flopsy. Each it will take a DNA sample, which we'll check against our own DNA files. I took a copy of Flopsy's DNA when we hadn't confined during the US president mission. Once we get a match between the two samples, we'll know that rabbit must be Flopsy. And he, I mean, he it was. He yeah. <laughs> but yeah, oh, in, this,
0: in this episode that's called Crime Minister, yeah. not, not only have they got news round like covering the election and stuff but yeah. they also have and this is wrong this i mean we are recording this sort of a week not even a week after the gary lineker debacle you've got basil brush endorsing the Grand Master,
1: and you've got that breaches bbc's impartiality is not it
3: hello mr voter I'm voting for Skull because I'm worried about crime. The Grand Master used to be a criminal, so he knows exactly how to deal with them. In fact, you could call him the Crime Minister. <laughs> boom, boom! Vote Skull!
0: And like he's saying, like as a former crime lord, he would know how to crack down on crime. Ha ha ha! Boom boom! <laughs> and, <laughs> I forgot he did that. And you've got, well, that's his, famously, that's what he does. (laughs) And you've got like one of the current or then current um, Blue Peter presenters saying that the Grandmaster has his vote. And it's like, for kids, I understand like this all works because they know these programs. Yeah. And it's sort of putting it into the real world by having them there. But it's so. Fucking silly.
3: I would never vote for a party called the Secret Criminal Underground League, but now that they've changed the K so it stands for kind, well,
0: I think I'm going to be voting for them twice.
1: It's so silly. Yeah, <laughs> but if you were one of those presenters, you'd love to be asked to do yeah, something like that. Yeah, you would.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The Grandmaster. Should we talk about the Grandmaster? Yeah, okay. He is so camp. He's so camp. His voice, everything.
1: You know that he's only a criminal and obsessed with that rabbit because his life partner died in something tragic and um, <laughs> that rabbit's all he's got left of him. Yeah. <laughs> of him. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, yeah, Come no. on now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's be sensible. Let's be sensible. here <laughs> <else. laughs> I love The, the most gay coded man on children's
0: TV. There's an episode and it starts like the first minute is just the Grandmaster watching Blue Peter. Yeah. Like he's in his lair, stroking his rabbit, watching CBBC.
1: Nonsense!
2: <laughs> ah, goody. Blue Peter.
1: Hello, and welcome to this live Blue Peter special on global warming. Hello, Connie. those
3: of you who watching
1: the news will know that the usually freezing Arctic is sweltering. Now this topsy-turvy global warming has reached Great Britain. Even Shelley has gone into hibernation a little bit early. Or perhaps just somewhere a little bit warmer.
2: <laughs> Stupid tortoise.
1: The weather bureau
3: says it looks set to get even colder.
2: Yes, much much colder.
3: <laughs>
0: and he's like, "Oh, it's blue pizza." Hello, Connie. <laughs> because <laughs> Connie Hook is presenting it. It's like, what are you trying to do? I don't, I don't understand oh, why Hook. they're trying to like series one and two. Fine. Series three, four, and five. They're trying to make it sort of darker and grittier and angstier. But But they don't
1: change the Grandmaster at all. They could have done. They easily could have
0: got a scarier villain in. I mean, they've got someone called the Grand Mistress in those seasons as well. Yeah, isn't she
1: played by... Tracy Ann Oberman. Tracy Ann Oberman, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So who are the other cameos? We wrote was sending you messages about them earlier, wasn't
0: I? Yeah, there's a a lot of them.
1: There is... Kevin Eldon. Kevin Eldon is the... You know, Brian Cox. Brian Cox's voice, Brian yes. Cox's voice, yeah, but for five episodes. Yeah, I know. Um Simon Farnaby's in it. Oh, of course Simon Farnaby's in Warwick it. Warwick Davis is in it. Felicity Montague is in it. Like, uh, Rula Lenska, like you said. Um Adoja Rando as well. Yeah. She's like the head of MI9 yeah. or something. And I remember putting that episode on. Is it the last episode of episode... It's, of series five
0: yeah it's the I last mean, like, of i forgot two. that you
1: were in it how the hell did they get you and
0: many more people were like you won't know their name but you'll know their face because yeah. they're all over tv in fact blaine also has his own episode of being a bit angsty so he's distracted between the mission and his own personal life because his brother is gonna get shipped off to whatever like army division somewhere and he wants to go to the train station to see him off oh. and he's not
1: i remember this yeah yeah
0: and daisy and rose are sort of like going between him and lenny and trying to work out oh what's wrong with blaine um he, and actually lenny, he loves
1: his brother sorry yeah. He,
0: lenny gives him a gadget and he says i've even made it in the colors of your favorite team I know and then he says the team and Blaine's like what you really know nothing about me and he storms off and there's a shot where he's just folding his arms, looking into the lair as the, as the, the elevator doors just close in front of him.
1: And That's it's... the thing is that a lot of, a, there is a lot of, you know, several times. A lot of it is with Oscar where they storm off, but what they have to do is storm off into an elevator and wait for the doors to close. <laughs> and there's one where he, Oscar storms off and it feels like he realises he can't face them. So he faces the wall side on and he looks... Yeah. And he looks back, like, really angstily, like...
0: <sighs> Almost like an underwear model. Like, he's, he's very posturing. Like,
1: he's, he's mad he can't slam the door. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, but the difference between... He looks
1: between, like a Hollister model, doesn't
0: he? He does, yeah. The difference between Blaine and Oscar and their own personal brand of white boy angst is that Blaine just carries it off so much better.
2: The Sparta launch has to take place at four o'clock. You have four hours. Synchronize your watches. Four o'clock. Bit of a problem. Have you got something more important to do? Yeah, as a matter of fact. More important than preventing a war? you have got Daisy and Rose to help you. Listen, Blaine. You've got a key role to play. Here. It's a computer tracking device to help locate the worm. I had it specially done in the colors of your favorite team. Late Noreen, isn't it? You really don't know anything about me. He'll come around. He'd better.
1: Hey. You really lost your call in there today. Must have been something pretty important. I thought this would be like your dream job rockets, computer hacking, cartoon worms. So, how can we try to get out of it?
4: You wouldn't understand it's not kid stuff
1: neither's this we have to make sure Sparta gets launched or the country could be at war and I don't think we can do it without you
0: but yeah um, one's like all actor and one's like just a child that's been given a script and is having a go at doing a little play and I think that's why Oscar's so good not Oscar sorry Blaine he's just he's a kid that's got the chance to be in a TV show and he's just having, having yeah, a good time being just- a spy
1: it's not hard to pretend to be a normal kid when you're a normal kid, do you know what I mean? Like... Yeah,
0: but Oscar, like, the actors are clearly older in the darker seasons, I'm going to call them. <laughs> the darker <season. laughs> What else have I got to say about this? Oh, yeah! So you know how um, CBBC, the website, had games? Yeah. There was uh, an MI High game where um, the villains were different. It wasn't Skull. It was scum. <laughs> so scum uh, stands <laughs> for. Um... <laughs> what are you also saying again? Say it again. Superior crew for ultimate maximisation, run by the grand mistress. Yeah, and it's like the same skull logo. But it's got like... eyelashes. No, it's got a ponytail. <laughs> oh. What does Skull stand for? Hang on, Skull stands for Secret Criminal Underworld League. They could have spelt that with a C, but they decide not to. It's camp in both Skull and Scum. Yeah. <laughs> Another note I wrote is that Kevin Eldon was born to look sweaty.
1: Oh, but you,
0: but you know what I mean, like yeah,
1: yeah. I'm sorry, Kev.
0: Listen, no one's a bigger fan than me of kevin eldon i love that man
1: (laughs) what a statement it's yeah
0: i'm i stand by it i he's only in good things and he also happens to be in everything for like two seconds each he's just everywhere
1: in my head kevin eldon um he looks like the english version of do you know who joe latruglio is
0: I do. Yeah,
1: do you not think that Jonah Trivial yeah. looks like the American version of You're Kevin right. Alden? Also, do you know who Henry Lloyd Hughes is? Might do.
0: There's a Guardian article about him that calls him um, the most famous, non famous actor because he's in so many oh, things. Yeah. yeah, there you go. He was Blaine's brother yeah um who appears for five seconds at the end of that that's episode That's another
1: thing that it's like if henry looked that one of them is not a brother there because yeah no exactly then they look nothing alike yeah because he's in um in between isn't he famously yes, that's yes, what we all yes. know him from <laughs> <laughs> and i mean we don't
0: i don't think we have time to go into it now but it's sort of when it when the show's at its best it's like a villain of the week structure yeah every villain was so good.
1: Yeah. It was so it was so camp. It was it was
0: cuz oh, a, a, a few years child. ago I went back to watch a bit of the first season and I remember thinking, "Oh, this isn't as good as I remember. This is a bit like I used to think it had like really good production and like as a kid I was really impressed with it and now I'm not." And now I watch it and I'm more impressed than I ever have been.
1: I was loving the um the props that they get made, like in the, the gadgets, the gadget, no, no, the props because oh. they look like props. As a kid, they looked cool, and now, like, there's this one. uh this, The episode again, again, the episode with the American CIA bully <laughs> who, who um, was a bit
0: better than Blaine, and Blaine was jealous of it.
1: Yeah, and Daisy fancied him. Yeah, and he brought these like he oh, he was working for school. Um, It was very obvious to me, (laughs) but he brought these like little, they were like round discs that you put on your body and they make you superhuman or whatever. Um, Like the star in Mario Kart. I guess. um, (laughs) That's the
0: closest thing I can come up with.
1: They, and they, he, they're not working properly and he wants, essentially want, his ulterior motive is he wants Rose to sort them out. And Blaine puts one on, even though he's been told not to. But they aren't, like, little round patches that you put on. They're, like, round, and they've got, like, a fucking diameter of about 20 centimeters and they're about five centimeters thick they're massive there's no <laughs> way that you'd be concealing that because they look like hockey pucks there's no way you'd be concealing that under your clothing and they've got these like yellow like kind of lights that light up around the center and that's sort of it and they're ju- they just—they literally look like someone has put leds on a hockey puck and stuck it to a teenage boy's chest. Like, <coughs> and it's like, as a kid, I would have thought that that was really impressive. And as an adult, I would have thought, God, were the BBC making cuts already?
2: Now, this notepad conceals a DNA analyzer, And this, a lipstick laser. It can cut a hole in metal at 10 metres. Lipstick. I don't think so.
1: Come on, Blaine. Pack her up.
2: Kung Fu Master, have no need of flashy gadget. Daisy, you might want to keep the lid on that.
0: Speaking of bad technology, there is an episode where they're in the school computer suite. Yeah, and like a b-plot of this episode is that the school doesn't have enough computers and they're trying to raise money and all these computers have big signs on them in bold letters saying like black and white saying broken or out of order and then all the kids are huddled around this one computer and there's a sign on the top of it that says the computer (laughs) I might post that on the Instagram, actually. <laughs> the it's, computer. Yeah. You, I, I think you did watch this episode because we discussed it. Um, I don't know if you missed that bit, but yeah.
1: Uh, no, I thought because is it the episode with Stuart and his bag of potatoes? Is it, so, I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember because I watched a lot today. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's where they they have, all have to do an invention to save the planet, and Stuart has invented this phone that's powered off of the power that you get out of I potatoes. I remember that. And he yes. he sends Blaine off with it, and he says, "Take this. It's got a battery life of eight seconds. It is it, it, uh, no. he actually says it's only got about eight seconds of chatting." it, so you'll need these, and like, thrust, <laughs> a, thrust a sack of potatoes in Blaine's hands. That's
0: He's so related, and he got about eight
1: seconds of chatting
0: it. So th- it got cancelled, yeah. to bring us uh, to the to the end of this episode. The locations that they use stop existing, and that is why it stopped. Really? Yep. So the school had already closed before they started using it, and that's why it looks so much like a real... London state school. I
1: actually loved the school. I it looks great, doesn't it? Oh uh, yeah. I was I was thinking this as I was watching. I was like, I would have loved to have gone to a school that looked like. I mean, at the time, it would have been a school, <laughs> but my school looked like a shit So this school
0: kind of looks like no, a shit as no, well. No,
1: because when you went to a northern shit school, kind of the London nice brick just kind of sways you a little bit. Oh, uh, I suppose even if the yeah. contents a bit rubbish. Yeah, like. I actually, I actually do want to say that I, I respect my school a lot. I actually, I feel like I had quite a good time. But, um, it does look like a shithole. Um, but this school, I don't think it does look like a shithole. I think it looks like, if you were to, if you were to draw a picture of a school, you'd draw that school. It looks like a school. It looks very, very realistic and normal because it is a school. That's,
0: (laughs) that's why. Um, but yeah, that it's, it, the The locations just stopped being available um hmm. so that's it's sort of just it's anticlimactic but yeah well
1: it needed to stop at some point really didn't it yeah it did i mean we stopped watching it so that's probably why they stopped as well, well. yeah because it, it stopped in 2015 and in 2015 i was 16 and i never watched that much kids tv anyway but definitely by the time i was 16 i wasn't watching any so yeah <laughs> <laughs> closing statements do you have any I ain't got any, really anything bad to say about it. Have we got any negative reviews to read or Uh no, I don't think so. I I
0: had a bit of a look, but hang on. Um let me We've see. We've actually
1: been reviewing quite reviewing. Talking about quite a good show. <laughs> yeah we have, yeah. <laughs>
0: I think I've said everything I can think to say. I mean, I want—I kind of wanted to talk a bit more about the Grandmaster, but I think the best way to convey the idea of the Grandmaster is just to play sound clips. Yeah, there, there's yeah, because not very he's got this like, comical
1: American accent as well. It's not it? American. It is. No, it's not. It is. No, it's not. It is. No, it's not. It is. It's not American. Have you not watched the episode with the rabbits? He's fucking. He's he's putting on like a faux American accent. Is he? Yeah. Okay. I thought at least in that episode he is. Oh, okay. (laughs) I thought I mean
0: he was played by two different men. Well, Well, I don't know who was in front of the camera, but the voices too. You know, you never see his face, so it doesn't really matter.
4: Just one last question: If you are completely legal now, why do you still cover your face with a scarf? I'm shy.
0: But yeah, um, I'm just going to have to play clips to convey the mood because there's not really so much we can do in words to get across who in my the head Master he is. looks
1: like anton ego from ratatouille
0: <laughs> yeah he does a bit yeah um in my head when he makes rare appearances in the daylight so usually you see him through a screen and like mm. lots of shadow when he's in the daylight he's just got a mask on he's got like a hat like a wide-brimmed hat and sunglasses i think he looks a little bit like um
1: he looks like a rich widow.
0: He looks like a rich widow. I was going to say, you know that picture I have on my phone background of Leonard Cohen? Yeah. A little bit like yeah. that. A little bit... Well, he's wearing a hat that makes him look Jewish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, am I high? Good show.
1: Really enjoy it. Had, had a good time this episode? Sorry, I know
0: I'm Yeah. No, it's fine. I know um, you that's had a good
1: time. because your room is so small um, that it doesn't have enough oxygen for two people. <laughs>
0: that's why we are. so that'd be periodically like
1: <laughs> sticking my nose under the cracking your door and like <laughs> taking in some oxygen and holding it in my body like a fish
0: i can't wait to edit this episode to be honest
1: <laughs> do you remember the episode with the evil fish yes i actually do you know i i've really enjoyed doing this episode but like i don't know if it'll be one of I feel like so far, either Come Outside or Raven have been the best ones to do. Or Bamzuki. Oh, Bamzuki! Did forget briefly about that one. I feel like we've had too much genuine facts, too many genuine facts to say to have been that funny. I mean, if if if
0: you loved Mi High as much as we did, you'll find something to enjoy in this episode. I I can't believe
1: that there is. I mean, in two thousand and nine i guess yeah there was a a seven six 15 16 17 year old boy called blaine yeah what's that (laughs) why is his name blaine
0: oh my god a kid came into the shop the other day like maybe three years old he was called ray
1: as in raymond or (laughs) as in (laughs) leota
0: as in um winston it's not. It,
1: I can't imagine going through nine to ten months of pregnancy, forty-eight hours of labour, ripping from my asshole to my vagina, and then looking at my newborn baby and naming it Ray. <laughs> I thought it was so
0: funny. It's like that is the name of a sixty-year-old Cockney man. Do you know what
1: name my boyfriend has got? Gotten fixated on recently. Oh, no, what is it? Roger. I oh, know. I quite like that. Actually, what for a baby? <laughs> yeah. I think that's quite cute i didn't expect you to back him Can you on back there away from the mic please Sorry. thank you <laughs> i had to sit up a bit because sitting in here is such a fucking challenge all right are we done then yeah i but bought... roger's a bad name for a baby maybe for a baby i don't know i think it's quite sweet little baby roger
0: yeah no okay <laughs> it rhymes with todger
1: it does yeah
0: <laughs> maybe suggest blaine
1: no i don't like <laughs> nah. it it's a horrible name lenny oh yeah Len- no because my cat was of called Mice lenny. And men oh yeah okay yeah. fair enough because also it's leonard i, I don't like, like leonard, leonard. Oh, i quite like it although my Will you have it
0: then no i'm not no because my first point of reference is um cohen
1: not cohen um big, big bang theory oh okay <laughs> It says a lot about you that no, I, I know Elsie's a really big Leonard Cohen fan, and yet yeah, her first point of reference for the name Leonard is Leonard from the Big Bang. Theory. Well, when you're when you're watching The Big Bang Theory,
0: you hear the name Leonard a lot. Yeah, when you're listening to the music of Leonard Cohen, you basically never hear the word that's, Leonard. Yeah,
1: that's very, <laughs> that, you made your
0: case a very well. <laughs> Thank you. So we've bookended this episode with. uh two tangents one about um, children's books and the other about the name Leonard yes I think it's time to finish
1: grandma poo's a bank <laughs> <laughs> right let's just go watch some more MI High
0: yeah, yeah. I know that's what I'm gonna do <laughs> Well, if you've made it to the end of our M I High episode. It's well gonna be done. a longie as well. Why? Oh no it is. This it's is gonna, gonna be a, a long longie. one, yeah. Well, it was an hour and a half for Bratz. I think we we've not even got an hour and a half of material full stop here, so
1: Oh it feels like that. Oh, sorry,
0: Meg, I forgot to say. Welcome back. Oh, cheers. It's yeah. Nice to be here again with you. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah since last episode I've had a birthday. Yeah. And one year closer to not being alive anymore. Mm. <laughs> You're going to get that. No, do you know why I'm actually one year closer to? Getting a cervical smear. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. And it'll come through I the door that Because our other housemates turns 25 in uh, about... Th- two and a half three weeks yeah so hers her, she's already had two letters about it you're gonna have to have one in september and i get to wait <laughs> <laughs> it's coming for us all it's coming for us all <laughs> uh twitter ah yeah that's yeah, what ah, we were doing yes <laughs> we were
0: uh, you can find us at thoughts underscore underscore tv do you want to do the instagram it's thoughts tv but the o is a zero very good uh, you can subscribe uh, if you use an app that allows you to subscribe. And if you are using a listening platform that lets you rate five stars, then maybe you should do
1: that just to make the most of those facilities, you know? You can send it to your mates or your family if you have a good relationship with them. Actually, I'd like to say that the other day my mum sent me a message that said, I know what thoughts means now. <laughs> so i've got a radio show i can't believe that she's she's what she listens to every episode and has only just thought to look it up i've got
0: a radio show and there's a guy that comes in um and does the news on the hour
3: so I yeah. see him
0: once a week for about 10 minutes right and he he always says how's your how's your Tots TV going
1: oh. <laughs> I don't want to tell him yeah. it's Scott mate. he's so nice <laughs> well this was a nice this was a nice episode
0: else. yeah it was yeah. so yeah share this far and wide spread it like butter please, on toast please
1: please please <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you for all the listening you have already done it means Even a lot to us if you
1: put it on 1.5 times <laughs>
0: <laughs> I respect that. Which honestly, I know
1: my boyfriend has done. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.